2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I
1: have a hot take, but that's a not so hot take. I think it's like a everybody has this take. I love your hot takes. Lay it on me. Okay. Hot take. I, I don't see how anyone... Follow me. I don't see how anyone does not get seasonal depression if you live somewhere where it gets cold. Yeah. Like like show me someone that actually doesn't have seasonal
0: depression because I don't think it exists. Because everyone gets happier. Everyone is like everyone feels better. Everyone's nicer as soon as the sun starts coming out and the temperature is nice. So today in Chicago, we
1: like we find, we literally did not see the sun for weeks. And then today we had this beautiful 65 degree day with the sun. I went on a walk. I sat outside and all I just kept saying was, God, life is so beautiful. God, isn't this just the perfect day? And just like, just instantly I go from depression in my bed, can't get up to, oh, look at the look at the trees and listen to the birds and, oh my God, life is so fucking beautiful. It's like, <laughs> you went f- show me someone. <laughs> you went- show me someone that doesn't have seasonal depression. You went from dead Disney princess to like singing to birds. <laughs> I also had my period last week and my estrogen is finally coming back. So okay. that might also have something to do with it. Nice. But I'm convinced. Sh- sh- convince me otherwise. It doesn't
0: count if you live somewhere nice. No, because in Nashville, it's the same way. Like we had months of gray skies and rain and I was starting to lose my shit. I'm not going to lie. Seriously. It's like every day you wake up. Oh, great. It's gray again. Every day you go into work. "Hmm, Great. Torrential downpour. Love it. I did not move to Seattle. No. I live in Nashville.
1: No. So I'm glad that we, I think the worst is behind us with the weather it officially feels like hopefully knock on wood spring-ish summer-ish and i'm here for it i'm ready for some sunlight i want to get a tan on Mm -hmm. and if you're feeling me you know hopefully we got through that that
0: really sad winter you know what i think we need heat like light lamps do you think that those actually work not as great as the sun but like i don't know. You know i'd be curious that i know that you can like buy a uh, a
1: lamp like on amazon but there's lamps that you actually need to get prescribed by like an actual doctor
0: really mhm and there's can like a sponsor recommendation. on the pod i don't know
1: <laughs> i'm like i'm i'm curious to hear if i would love for someone to write in and let me know if those actually work because i think i need to do that next year
0: why have we not made a bed yet a light bed that doesn't give you cancer but still gives you a glow
1: i know like what the hell it's 2022 people i want it all don't buy it do biomedical engineers have anything else to do like give me a healthy glow and some
0: vitamin d but don't give me skin cancer or wrinkles quit quit figuring out new nuclear weapons the people just want a glow and some vitamin d (laughs) give the people what they want give the people what they want um, speaking
1: of giving people what they want, so today we welcome on a good friend of both Danielle and I. Hamza just did the most amazing collaboration with a company that I love looking at, v Cotery, mm-hmm. They absolutely sh- Lena behind the company is just a creative genius. We'll have to have her on and the pod too at some point. We absolutely will. Here's your invite but Lena. We- <laughs> we talk about the collaboration and how her business is starting to kind of get into this realm of breaking down toxic masculinity. And Hamza was the perfect person to have on and to hear his perspective on how he was the face of this campaign, but how he brings these values into everyday life, just in his personal life and in his healthcare life.
0: Um. so welcome to the Womad.
1: I know you've low-key been trying to get on this podcast for a really long time. I mean, so. I, just, well,
2: I was like a big fan and I was like, uh, I doubt that I ever let men on because it's a Womad podcast, but worth a shot. So, yeah. Every
1: time you would be like, I want to come on the podcast. And then finally today, we were like, you want to come on?
2: Yeah, realistically, I was like, I have no idea what I can talk about, but I'll just listen to you guys talk the whole time.
0: But it's so important to have men that support women in medicine. And yes, honestly, you're one of the most supportive. So, this, like, we love men. We don't hate men.
2: I think a lot of men do. I think some just aren't as spoken out. And as you can see by my Instagram, I tend to like speak a lot about stuff. And I was raised in like a house full of like amazing women. Like, I have two sisters who basically raised me because my parents were in Africa for most of my life. And then I had my mom, who's an incredible person. So I attribute like a lot of like who I am to my sisters and my mom. So like, you know, from everything, from the things I like, the music I listen to, the clothes I wear, the, you know, the movies I'm into, it's all because of my sisters. So I think like, it's kind of insane to see how, especially healthcare is treating women right now, considering like, the majority of us that are the majority of those men that making the laws were raised by women who got them to where they are right now. So I, I don't know. I don't really understand that. But yeah, I appreciate that, you know, you guys recognize that, but it shouldn't be something that's celebrated. It should just be like a standard fact of life.
1: Definitely. And, you know, on this podcast, yes, Danielle and I have kind of opened up this conversation where one of our big missions is to uplift women voices in medicine. And one of the big steps we had this season was opening up that conversation to how can we be more inclusive with the LGBT community, people that don't identify as women or people that identify as non-binary. And we have also kind of touched on this idea of the patriarchy and how it runs so deeply into the healthcare system. And it doesn't just affect women, that it affects men. And so I love what you said about having. So many powerful women in your life that always kind of making it more comfortable or, or, or for you. But healthcare is an environment where it's so it's not really accepted to 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 do that. The patriarchy runs so deep and is so embedded into healthcare since since basically day one. So has it always been like easy for you? I can't imagine that it's always been that easy, like in your personal life and then also within healthcare
2: being like an immigrant from another country being a muslim being brown i think we face our own challenges so i think in a way being a minority it gives me the ability to kind of empathize more with women in terms of like the stuff you guys face i mean i know it's like a complete different spectrum but in a way we're all like minorities in a you know a certain sense and so um it definitely you know i did face some challenges i came across some racism and stuff like that and at the end of the day, that's just all ignorance and hate that we face in our different standards. And so I saw it in dental school. You know, I saw a lot of my female friends getting disrespected by a male staff or talked down to, or, you know, they would do like really like borderline inappropriate stuff to them. And we would just be like, oh, that's just Dr. Whatever being Dr. Whatever. And it's, mm. I, I always thought that was crazy how we would just kind of brush it aside as like, oh, that's just his like antiquated way of like treating girls or talking to girls. And I think it's, it's, it's getting better. Like if you look at dental schools now, it's 50, 50 uh, males and females, it's getting a lot better every year. I think more females are getting into dentistry and dental school. And I think it's amazing. And I think slowly but surely that's going to start disappearing just because women are going to start either speaking up or the male staff are going to start realizing that that's not appropriate. Um, But yeah, I definitely see it. I definitely um, uh, empathize with it, but I think it's because of the background I have with what I've faced. And I think unfortunately, people that come from a a stance of privilege sometimes don't see this stuff, but it's great that there are people like you who make these podcasts and speak about stuff like this. Because I think a lot of the times it's not people's fault that they aren't aware about it or they're ignorant towards it. It's just that they maybe haven't seen it from our perspective. And as long as we show them our perspective, then it's their responsibility to listen to us and either relate to it and do something or then if they ignore it, then we can hold them accountable. But I think a lot of the times people are just just not seeing it from our perspective. So I think that's just the most important thing is to just keep talking about this stuff and spreading awareness about it.
0: You bring up a really good point on how the misogyny is just still so swept under the rug. Like, oh, that's just Dr. So-and-so being you know, that's just what they do. That's boys just being boys, you know, it's still so ingrained in society. And especially in medicine. I mean, I I saw it all the time at the bedside, you know, I, you still, I still catch people doing it at work now. And I love where I work. But I don't know how that's, like, fully going to change. And like, I hope, that's with more women entering healthcare. That, you know, maybe, maybe it'll become more women in healthcare versus men, you know? And so then that type of behavior is really not going to be tolerated because, you know, we'll be in the majority. Um, but it shouldn't be a majority, like, whatever the majority is has the power either. It's, I just don't know how to combat that.
2: I had a friend who's actually one of our fellow figs and masters. She recently called out a male, uh, higher, uh, she's a PA and she called out the doctor that was speaking inappropriately towards her. And she had a meeting with a uh, HR rep and everything. And he got super defensive and he kind of was like, oh, I didn't mean it that way. You know, I was just being friendly, but you know, he was, he was definitely like touching her and inappropriately and doing all this stuff. And I think. It was brave on her part because I think a lot of women just go about it, just letting the stuff slide because it puts their job at risk to speak about it. Or as students, it puts your your license or your diploma at risk to speak up to certain staff members who have such power. But I think like she set an example of how it's slowly getting to the point where women are getting that um, that power to be able to speak up now and do what's right. And if they if they do speak up and there's no action that's taken, or they get Punished for it, then they can bring it out to a news source or they can speak about it to you guys on a public spectrum. And I think that's what I'm hoping that more women are seeing now. Not even women, even men get, you know, uh, harassed at work. You know, unfortunately, that's something people don't address either, but it's nice to see all these documentaries about people speaking up, like that Abercrombie documentary, silly stuff like that. Like it's funny Mm -hmm. to watch now, but it's nice to know that like more things are coming to light and more companies and more doctors and just more people are seeing that you can't get away with like skeevy stuff like that and so it is uh, i think we're at a tipping point of some awesome change but it's definitely going to still take some time as long as women are now get, feeling less intimidated to speak up and realize that they have other ways to speak up about it if if it's not um, helping them at work or if they're not listening to them at work they have like people like you guys they can speak to that can bring it to a larger audience
1: It's so multi-dimensional, and I love how we're like kind of touching on the female experience and how like people that identify as male can be more allies and, and speak up and support women in those difficult situations. But like for you, like being in healthcare and for, you know, when you said, you know, men experience harassment at work, like shout out to male nurses. I know so many male nurses that get harassed at work. Because patients just do not like they just I don't know what it is about uh, male nurses. But I I love that you brought that up. And I think it kind of like opens up this bigger conversation about how these like patriarchal structures really affect men in healthcare, whether that's you having to like disconnect from your emotions and unable to tap into empathy as much as maybe it's accepted for women or to not feeling like it's safe to express yourself in other ways, or um, men being afraid to like seek support of, you know, mental health support because it's seen as a weakness. There's so many um, like toxic masculinity structures that are also embedded into this. So what has like your personal experience been with that in your field or like when did you start getting more comfortable
2: well, I'm gonna get more comfortable right now. Um, so.
1: <laughs> because I'm like, I'm seeing your like, I'm seeing your nail polish on. And I think that's like so fucking cool, and I can't wait yeah. to talk more about about that recent campaign. But like, when did you start feeling comfortable to be able to do that? And like, how has how have these like structures like really challenged you it from was like Harry a new perspective? Wasn't
2: it? <laughs>
0: It was totally Harry Styles. I mean. Harry Harry
2: is definitely the catalyst. It was the Rolling
0: Stone cover.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, like, a catalyst for that. But I think throughout my life, I've always always been a sensitive person, a sad boy. And, like.
1: A sad boy. sad boy. have boy. Sad B-O-I. Like, B-O-I. Sad
2: boy. Yeah. So, like, I've always, like, had these kinds of, like, feelings and emotions and stuff. But I've always, like, seen it as, like. A weakness or like uh something that i shouldn't bring up because i'm a straight male so like that's not in my um classification and i play soccer so i was an athlete for most of my life and like in that situation you can't talk about this stuff you know you just brush it off and keep going i mean even like with like clothing and style like i love dressing well i love like um you know certain fashion and stuff but even that was like oh you really like remember when they used to call things metrosexual like you were metrosexual yes. Yeah. So I remember like, like that was men
0: thing. taking care of themselves was called metrosexual. Yeah.
2: So I remember like people in high school would call me that cause I like uh, plucked my unibrow or didn't want to have brow, God forbid and like stuff like that. And it just like, it was crazy cause I definitely faced a lot of like personal internal struggles thinking like, all right, I'm not gay, but like I do like this stuff that gay guys also like, like style and fashion and stuff. So like what, what's wrong with me? And like, you know, it sounds like a silly internal struggle, but I think like as a brown male too, that's like very difficult because you grow up your whole life like questioning yourself and that can like lead to a lot of other mental health issues. And thankfully I have an amazing family, an amazing group of friends. So like I never really had that kind of pitfall into that darker area, but I'm, I'm sure there's so many other guys that go that route and have those issues. Um, so yeah, anyways, like fast forward to now, I think it took a lot out of me to kind of just get more comfortable with it. I, you know, I had a re- previously, uh, bad breakup, uh, recently. And I think that kind of pushed me over the edge and I was in this dark place. And, you know, some people just turn to art when you're in a dark place and you just really latch onto those things. Cause they really have a lot of emotion and, um, I don't know, some, something about art sometimes just pulls you out of it. And Harry Styles was for like, fortunately that person. And he taught me a lot about kindness, and just being um, just a good person and just being happy with who you are. And I think in that capacity, I really latched on to that and that message. And it really inspired me. And in that capacity, too, I also made incredible friends like you guys and Zai, who's one of my best friends now. And like, I have a lot of close friends in the gay community, and they helped me through this really dark place I was in. And for me in high school to think like I would be so close with so many gay friends would be insane to me back then because back in the day I had this very like tunnel view approach that like, Mm -hmm. if you're friends with gay guys, you might be gay and stuff. And like, now I've learned so much about gay culture and I've uh, been um, you know, they've, they've really taken care of me like from an emotional perspective, because straight men are not easy to talk to about feelings. Like when I was in that dark place, I couldn't turn to a lot of my best male friends because they're not really emotionally equipped to talk about this stuff. And Mm. I thankfully had a lot of female friends that I could talk about it with, but there's only so much you can connect with on that level to where, you know, a female's experience with that versus a male's is very different. And thankfully I had something right in the middle, which was the gay community, which was there for me. So, um, that really meant a lot to me. And I think all of that just kind of coalesced into this, um, Harry Styles obsession and like this kind of, uh, attachment to like his message and painting my nails and everything because i just realized to a certain degree i was like you know i need to stop feeling like i like anything i do carries weight on my gender or my orientation or anything it's like it none of that really justifies who i am as a person and so if i want to paint my nails because it makes me happy i want to do that if i want to Uh, wear a floral top, I'm going to do that because it doesn't define who I am at the end of the day. And if it makes me happy, like ultimately that's like the most important thing. And um, even when I made that post today, I didn't want to like justify my orientation as a straight male or anything, because I, again, didn't want to like attribute to that message of having to justify why I'm doing this or that, or having to like Mm. uh, say, no, 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 but I'm straight. Like, I know they're painted, but like, I'm straight. Like I, I, I don't feel like I need to validate who I am or feel embarrassed about that kind of stuff because that's not my job for people to uh, dictate that kind of stuff. Like I think people can do what they want and be who they want to be, and I don't think that should define your sexual orientation or anything like that. Like It's such a silly concept to think that paint on your nails should dictate the type of gender you're attracted to. Uh, So I'm hoping this helps too in a way because as a brown male who lives in Texas, I have like the ultimate like trio of reasons to not do this kind of stuff here. Uh, But it's great to see I have male friends that are totally fine with it now and uh, support me in it. And I have my niece who's like calling me her cool Harry Styles uncle. Like it's great to see that because my niece is somebody that's going to be the next generation of females now who's going to see this Mm -hmm. and see that as being uh, something that, males can do and it's normal and it's not something we should frown upon or judge or anything like that. So I do hope that it has in some capacity, some effect on the next generation and just my generation of brown males that have grown up in a very toxic um, male society. Sorry, that was a really long answer, but hopefully it covered some ground. That was a beautiful answer.
0: Thank you. Beautiful answer. Just kind of thinking, you got me thinking about the generations, right? Like our parents' generation is like so so stubborn, and I'm I'm struggling with that personally with my family right now, fighting about the need for therapy or really like letting down those walls and those boundaries, and being able to to talk through different things that they've been through. And you know, it's not my job as like a kid, obviously, well, their kid to help them understand their traumas. Like that's. Hard boundary, no. But seeing how each generation is starting to pro- progress more, and like you were saying, it's hard to find. Um, I can imagine as as a straight male, it's hard to find other straight males that can really, you know, engage with you on that level of emotionally, like connecting and talking through through different things that you're going through. And and I think society's placed a lot on that. I I thankfully know a lot of men who are more open, more emotionally intelligent, more empathetic, and I think it's just trying to create this space where you know men feel safer. And I can't wait to see like the next generation, like your niece's generation, where you know men are growing up with like role models, like Harry Styles, you know, people that are willing to embrace both sides of themselves, the masculine and the feminine, because we, we all have those. We just kind of like lean one way more towards the other.
2: Yeah. And I think, um, the irony in it is that, you know, they consider it like not manly to paint your nails Mm -hmm. or to... Uh, call another celebrity like Harry Styles a good-looking dude, and I think if anything, it, it makes you more manly because you're you're comfortable in yourself. You're comfortable mm-hmm. in who you are. You don't have to justify your your ego or your strength to, um, to dictate your personality. And so, I'm hoping that boys and young men can see that if anything, women love this like i had a friend recently like laugh at me he's like oh you're gonna go to the harry styles concert like do you realize it's just gonna be women there like you're gonna like you're gonna be you're like
0: dude i'm (laughs) like like, wouldn't you want to (laughs) go yeah i was like
2: that that sounds horrible i'm gonna be surrounded by women that are at their peak excitement level, uh, with a guy like me of five guys that are there enjoying Harry Styles, it sounds awful. And so, yeah,
0: terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd rather go that. hang in your fart-smelling <laughs> garage and drink beers. Yeah, and... I'd rather go
2: listen to. A <laughs> I go be
0: that. Just, just amazing. Yeah, right. and as soon oh
2: as I, as, as soon as I said it to him, he's like. ah, oh, Damn it! I need to come up with a better insult. But
1: uh, <laughs> he's like, "That's a good idea."
2: <laughs> yeah, and and like, don't get me wrong. Like, this isn't like to say that like I don't appreciate the fact that there are men who are now being more comfortable coming out of the closet because of this stuff and whatnot but I do think like unfortunately straight men are still in these restricted barriers of like what a straight man does and it sucks because like I know so many straight men who like have man crushes on people and I've always been proud of like loving Ryan Gosling or loving Harry Styles and you guys (laughs) following me on Instagram have probably seen that from the start of following me and it's like it's never been something (laughs) I've shied away from and i i always thought it was funny how men are afraid to like say like oh that's a beautiful looking actor or like male actor or that's a handsome looking dude because in some way that that questions their sexuality but like oh, why is it okay for for us to like um idolize sports players you know like kobe Bryant, right. michael jordan it's like the same thing you know it's just because they play mm-hmm. sports now that's not gay so you can have a crush on tom brady but you can't idolize like a male supermodel or something i just think it's such a weird kind of dichotomy between everything but yeah i i you're right like you said it's slowly uh progressing but i think unfortunately with our parents generation like my mom and dad i still unfortunately am guilty of having to hide this from my parents like i don't want my mm-hmm. mom and dad to see my pain and nails and stuff and it's it's not because i'm ashamed in that light i just don't want them to they are just they're old they're getting older and the last thing i let them do is to stress more and have more of these like things because they're not going to change they're not going to go to therapy they're not going to like change their mindset about certain things so in that regard i do have some respect like even on eid i had a religious celebration recently and i went to go spend time with my brother and his family and just out of respect i took it off and that's just because you know unfortunately there are some Things you just can't get around. And I, I want to respect that. And I think, you know, in some cases for straight males, we have to respect that. You can't change certain traditions that are so rigid. But, you know, if it's something that's affecting your mental health or if it's something that you need to do to change to get better, I think it's worth doing, even if it does put a strain in, like, your family lifestyle mm. or your religion or something like that, because it's not worth having, you know, uh, depression or anxiety for stuff like that. So. Right
1: so you mentioned earlier about having a a shift after you went through this breakup and you know Dee and I love talking about relationship gossip on here so but I am curious if I do sense that sometimes after Breakups is when we start to really kind of reconnect with ourselves and start to get back to well, who am I alone? Who am I without yeah. this person? Who you know? It kind of get leads introspective, to, yeah, and like a new maybe a new level of like comfort with yourself. Did you find that or like without going too much into your breakup drama?
2: Yeah, um no, I mean, I talked about it with you, Jackie and, and Danielle, and I think narcissists suck. I think, uh, yeah, I'm, the the pandemic was a weird time to to be with someone because you're in this like restricted barrier, uh, just stuck with this person. So you only get to see a portion of them, and I think you trauma bond during that whole situation. And you guys covered that so well with that podcast about. Just us in healthcare and being with those types of people wanting to like help them. And I think there was a lot of things that I was equally guilty in the relationship for. Like I gave up a lot of myself in it. I gave up a lot of my self-worth for this person. And I placed a lot of my value in this person's hands. So when they walked away, I was like, oh, well, then I'm clearly not valuable enough because they've they've chosen to leave. So that really breaks you apart. And I think that was probably the best thing that happened to me because you know it was like a perfect storm of all this crazy stuff happening that made me really like do more introspective thoughts and realize like okay well who who the fuck am I like so yeah I think once I went through that it really um left me empty and I think the best part of that is you really have to start looking inside yourself because you have to kind of gain that self worth back cuz it was always there it's just a matter mm-hmm. of pulling it back out and so I think within that process um I started to kind of identify okay like what makes me me and what was what was i doing just to impress this person or just to make them um like me more or whatnot and and then i also thought like what was i hiding from this person because i was afraid that they might not like it and stuff and i think that all kind of helped me lead me to this point where i was like you know what like this is who i am i paint my nails i like harry styles i like all this stuff and If I ultimately start seeing a girl and she doesn't like this stuff, then that's too bad because now I'm at a point where I'm so happy with who I am that like, I just want somebody who's there to support it and not feel deterred or detracted because ultimately I know now that that's not my person. Like I want somebody who's equally as obsessed or, um, if not obsessed, at least can support my passions or obsessions because I'm a very like passionate person about random stuff. You guys know that. And so...
1: Can we go
2: through the list real quick? Yeah, what are we- yeah you like you can already know it. Baby Yoda. Like, yeah, like <laughs> Star Wars, Tesla, like all this silly stuff. And it's childish stuff at the end Music. of the day. Music, movies, Ryan Gosling, hairstyles. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think whoever I'm with now really has to have some patience with that because it's a lot. And it's a lot that I have to like unload on them. But I know at least now that that's what I need to be with. Like I, I I can't be with somebody who doesn't value those things and doesn't see those traits as like something they're attracted to. Um, so I'm very thankful for the breakup. And I think whoever listens to this stuff, if you're going through that tough breakup, like Danielle's gone through one, um, Jackie's gone through one, like this led them to this podcast and where they are. And I think it's incredible because it really drives you to become a much better person because A, you don't want to be like that person. You want to be... A, a good human being with like a big heart and B it makes you want to be a better person for yourself because you know your worth mm-hmm. now and I think like they took so much of your worth away that that you like it's kind of like you worked out and now you've developed so much muscle and you want to make sure that that muscle is is sticks around and is there because you put a lot of work to get there and uh yeah I mean I'm you know Hindsight's always twenty twenty, but I'm grateful I went through that because it wouldn't have led me to this right now, talking to you guys about it and being in a much better, confident, uh, mental space to do this kind of stuff.
0: I'm so proud of you, Hamza. I, I feel like we've been following each other for well, at least a year. Like, if not, like two years. Yeah, I mean. I mean- yeah, and I was think- like, I've been following you for ten years, Danielle. Yeah,
2: I used to email <laughs> like you every I, day. I
1: screenshot the day that like <laughs> <laughs> you followed me back. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I actually did that, so no. <laughs> oh my and gosh, then I Danielle texted Jack.
0: Like, hey, Jackie, you want to
1: you want to join me on this podcast?
0: <laughs> um, I feel like I've always enjoyed your content. I mean, you're funny, you're witty, you're just so authentic. And I've only seen that just start to expand. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. And I respect it. I love it. I love seeing you grow and shine and just kind of come into more of yourself. And I also have a very important question to ask you. Is baby Yoda coming to the retreat?
2: Uh, he can. I just I looked at I looked at like <laughs> how much stuff we have to bring, and I was like worried about the luggage capacity. And
1: I thought you were gonna laugh more at that one because he's like, I I well, like, contacted figs about buying him a plane ticket. I mean, <laughs>
2: it's
1: like not... I have a I have a baby
0: <laughs> Bjorn. I can send
2: him. <laughs> You're not the first person that's asked me that, so I d- I've definitely had to get used to that question. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Especially going through TSA, they already don't like me, so trying to bring oh, oh god. another illegal alien would not be a good idea. So <laughs>
1: He just said that like so monotone that it was like, wait, <laughs> give me a second, be like, okay. Dave is an illegal alien.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't don't tell the NSA, they already listen to half the stuff.
1: Oh my god. You're already I'm listening dead. in on this conversation they're now.
2: Dead. Yeah, just they're by tracking, being on this they're tracking podcast.
0: our period, our period tracker apps. They're <laughs> listening yeah. for illegal aliens on.
2: Yeah, no. Can oh, I yeah. ask you guys a question though? Like, um, I guess since since you guys both have gone through some pretty rough breakups like that, what do you feel like changed the most about you compared to that person before? Do you feel like there was something that's like really pivotal in your kind of. Um, evolution from pre-breakup to post-breakup, like the biggest takeaway from it.
0: I was having this conversation with my mom uh, this weekend, actually. So like, I've been, you know, like I've, I've been engaged, my fiance passed away. I dated a very dangerous sociopath who, (laughs) a narcissist. And I feel like, like now, like when I look back on my engagement, like I don't I don't recognize that version of myself like I know it's part of me but like I I can't identify with them. And it's the same thing like when I look back at the person like the shell of myself that I was made into um with the last relationship and I just I I don't it feels like a ghost. It's not something I I recognize because you know thanks to Therapy and friends and life experiences, I have continued to like mold and grow and heal and evolve. And I just feel I'm grateful for those experiences. And I don't know if I ever, I think that's the first time I said that, but I'm so grateful for the person that I am now. Like I love her so much and so fully and I can't and maybe that's why I'm still single because I don't want anything to change that I don't want someone to like take away or push me back into like these different versions of myself that I don't recognize anymore Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: yeah I think that's incredible because like I I mean I, I reached out to you when I was going through that dark part and I think I did because I saw how fiercely independent and happy you were in this portion of your life. And I remember seeing you in New York and how like just yourself you were. And, um, you know, I have my other friend right now is going through a divorce and she's slowly kind of blossoming out of her into herself. And I think it's beautiful because you start to like, um become so happy with who you are like you said you just don't know if you want to be with anybody else because you're in such a happy Mm. and then you realize like you're your own world and you just need to find somebody else who has their own world and you're just sharing a solar system it's not like they're your world or you're their world and i think like that's a Awesome thing to see. And I think that's the lesson that I've learned because I think a lot of my relationships, I saw that as like, oh, this mm-hmm. is a 50 50 thing. But no, it's like a hundred percent. Yeah. a hundred yes. percent thing. And you're not yes. sharing anything. You're just basically promoting each other's qualities and strengths and weaknesses. And
0: that's the quote right there. <laughs>
2: yeah, but I, I had to like go through all this shit and learn from you. And like, I think that's the beautiful part of these like rough, disgusting breakups is because. They ultimately like put you right back at like square one to learn everything from the start. And uh, yeah, yeah, sorry to cut you off. I just was just picking up off you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was beautiful.
1: It's a testament to how I think crucial those years are, like, not that I'm saying that everyone, you know, I think if you can find your person when you're 18 years old and 16 years old and live happily ever after, then that's wonderful. My twin sister has been happily married to her husband. They've been together since they were like 20 years old and they have just an ideal marriage. They're so fucking cute. They're so, like, just incredible. I'm like, so lucky to be able to, like, see what a really, truly healthy marriage looks like with my twin sister. But, um, you know, I haven't really publicly talked a ton about my breakup, so I'll keep it short and sweet because I'm still kind of in the trenches of everything. But I had a lot of years of fuck. I'm like throwing things. Victoria is going
0: to yell at you for I all the banging does. you were
1: doing. Can you guys hear this?
2: No, I just saw something I, fly I, I across I nervously the room. like
1: play with pens during um, interviews, but
2: it's um, fine. Sorry, She'll Victoria. like the shout
0: out keep that in there.
1: (laughs) But I will say I've, I had a lot of single years before I was with my last partner and a lot of time to just be with myself. And I learned to travel alone. I've traveled all over the world alone. I got really comfortable with those like hobbies and those senses of self. And I will say like coming out of a relationship now, it is a lot easier this time around to kind of tap back into that person. Um, and sometimes in relationships, you don't realize how far away you've gotten from that version of yourself until you take that space and you give yourself time to heal and process. And then like little things will just remind you like, oh, yeah, I forgot that you liked to do this thing or, oh, yeah, this is what makes you feel alive. And it's so like it's just I look back to some of those years when I was single in my, you know, in a lot of my 20s where I did a lot of that, like, quote unquote, soul searching. And I'm just so grateful because you know, we, <laughs> it sounds so cliche, but like at the end of the day, like, you know, one day if you want to have a family, one day your kids are going to go away. One day, you know, you don't know what's going to happen in the future with 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 your life and you, you have yourself to kind of always fall back on. So I am grateful to have those years beforehand. I feel like they kind of prepared me for what I'm going through now. Doesn't make it that much easier, but, but yeah. And I've been grateful to, you know, have really deep and meaningful conversations and have a lot of support as well so and harry
0: styles
2: yeah you guys are so
0: we're all going to see harry styles in chicago right or are we going to austin
2: i mean I would honestly, I would definitely come to Chicago. But the fact that I'm going to Sweden to see Harry Styles, like I think I need to like calm down on the travel. That's
1: right. Wait, oh my God, that's that? amazing. Yeah. When
2: is that again? Oh, uh, June 29th is the date. So me, Zai, Lena, and oh um, Stevie are going to Sweden to see Harry Styles. Yeah, and I bought us all VIP tickets, so we're going to be, like, super close and smelling his sweat and everything. So, <laughs> on,
1: okay, oh my God. so on the note of Harry Styles, yeah. we need to talk about this photo shoot yeah. that you just did. And we can link the photos Beautiful. in our Instagram. We'll link the photos um, in the show notes so everyone can get a visual because it's really... You're a model. You know but, that, right? No, truly. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, an
0: attractive male model. As
1: a, um, as like a small, you know, as a business owner kind of in like the healthcare creative design world space, I have looked up to Lena for a long time. She yeah. really just is a trailblazer yeah. being a healthcare provider herself and just starting her business. And to me, she's just an absolute creative genius. Absolutely. But how, how did you guys come up with this? Was this like a collaborative effort? Um, well, first tell everyone, like if they were to look at the f- pictures, what would they see? And tell us just about the line and tell us about the involvement. Tell us everything.
2: Um, so I'll kind of go from the start of our friendship, if that's okay, just because like, it yeah. was very, so Lena and I became friends through Instagram and it was when I did my very first figs giveaway, I was just kind of like being bold and I was like, I really like this V codery website with pins I keep seeing, like, wouldn't it be cool to do a pin and scrubs giveaway. So I reached out to V Coder and I was like, Hey, you know, I'm doing a giveaway for figs. Do you mind if I just tack on some pins? I'll buy all the pins and I'll do the giveaway together. And Lena was obviously running that account. And so she was like, yeah, let's do it. And so I ended up um, planning things out with her. And then I did the giveaway and it was like a huge turnout. It did really well. And we just started talking back and forth. And Lena was honest with me. She was like, you know, like I, Unfortunately, Jackie, you probably have this too as a business owner. You you can get very jaded with who's reaching out to you for your business versus Mm -hmm. who genuinely just wants to be friends with you. Which I completely understand in our world of social media. Sometimes it's hard to know if people have agendas behind why they're trying to make relationships with you. So I'm I'm always totally using Jack. Yeah,
0: I could could see that. It's mutual. Yeah. Sorry.
2: (laughs) Just kidding. But yeah, I was, I was very cognizant of that. So I always try to kind of maintain my space and I, I didn't want that. I just, I really loved, like you said, Jackie, I I admired her from a design perspective. I really love design and just again, like badass females who do amazing stuff and she was one of them. And so I never pushed any conversations or anything and we just kind of slowly started vibing on different things and one of them happened to be Harry Styles. And so... Over time, our friendship started blossoming more, and we started getting closer. To the point where we would talk creatively about different stuff. And I used I do this thing called Top Tuesday, um, where I do top top genres of music every Tuesday, just because I love sharing music. And I used to make playlists for friends. And so I was like, Oh, I have a social media account now. Let me do that. And so. She really loved that. And so she wanted me to do a top Tunes Day for the V Coder account. So if you go on there, there's a top Tunes Day highlight that she does too. And we do it based on like um, healthcare related things. So we have one for nurses, we have one for dentists, we have one for... And it's all... The music has like a description for why we picked the song for all the profession and all that stuff. So that was the first partnership we did. And then after that, I would share photos that I took with the pens and just... Puns that we would come up with together, because obviously the puns are the big part of ecotery. So I felt like it was just a lot of stuff we really shared in common. And then I think on a humor level, we just very much vibed on that front. And then I went through this rough patch, and she was one of the. She was actually the first person I called when I broke up with this said person, and I was in tears. I was bawling, and I was just talking to her. And I and she told me honestly that was the first time she realized that this was a real friendship because she. F- she never really believed in Instagram friendship she always thought that was like kind of a very superficial level friendship and real friendships were in person so you can't have like Instagram friendships but when I called her about the breakup and I was crying and stuff that's when she was like oh shit this is a real friendship which I really appreciated I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this stuff but that meant a lot to me because you know like she saw that I wasn't Trying to fake anything, I wasn't trying to like force a friendship. I genuinely needed someone there to talk to, and she was there for me, and I will forever be grateful for that. Um, and then the Harry Styles stuff happened. You know, I started telling her how I really love this song and that song. We started talking more about his philosophies about life and how he treats women so well, and all this other stuff, and. Uh, eventually we joked about how she wanted to one day do like a men's line of jewelry and uh, focus on jewelry for men and how Harry Styles would be a great kind of inspiration because he's all about being fluid with like uh, style and fashion. And she would show me that when he wore the dress for Vogue and all this other stuff. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, that's fucking incredible. That's you're going to kill it with that. And then she was like, well, I want you to be the Harry Styles in the shoot. And I was like, that's funny. Yeah. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, it, I just, I've always lived my life like that. Like I don't have expectations because I don't want to be let down. And I, even in that kid situation, I did not expect that to progress to where it did. And then she just, you know, she kept throwing ideas out and I kept throwing ideas back to her and then eventually she was like, Hey, I want to do this shoot like this coming uh, March. Like, let's get stuff ready. I was like, oh shit, she's serious. And she started sending me a vision board. Um. We, uh, she planned one weekend to come here to go thrift shopping with me. So we went to a thrift store and we found at least, I still, I have like 30 articles of clothing that are all <laughs> Harry Styles inspired and they're all like, we only used maybe 10 that day, but there's like a whole bunch we still have left over. So we may do more later on. Yeah, she came, we did uh, the thrift store shopping. We got all the stuff kind of like organized and then she came uh, two weeks later and we did the shoot at a studio with her incredible photographer, Caitlin, who works here in Austin. And we had um, – Zai. Zai just wanted to come just to hang out with us. So he decided he was just going to come, be an amazing, incredible support system. So he was there styling me, um, providing emotional support, hyping our me director, up. Our
1: director, I think. Yeah, yeah. Just, Behind the scenes, art director. Yeah, Love just it.
2: gassing me up the whole time. And it was great because, like, this is the first time – i I've ever done anything like this. The first time I was wearing women's clothing, the first time I was wearing women's jewelry, I was doing a lot of stuff that was outside of my comfort zone. I had my nails all painted and this was going to be stuff that was going to be shared with the world. And so I thankfully wasn't as nervous as I thought I should have been just because I think I've reached the point now where I've shared so much of myself on on social media that like. I wasn't really ashamed. I was more so just like nervous because I really wanted this to to do well for Lena. Like the, for me, this is Lena's project and I really wanted to make her proud. So that was my biggest fear. And what I was most nervous about was pulling off exactly what she envisioned in her mind because she's a creative genius. Like she's truly brilliant in the stuff she comes up with. And I was hoping that being her muse, I was going to fit that picture she had in her mind. And I'm... Like, thankful that I think it all went smoothly, but that's not for me to judge. Like, that's uh, definitely for you guys to see. I
1: mean, the photos are incredible. Yeah, no I was like, whoa. Like, my mind was blown. Like, all the colors and the, um, like, the aesthetics. Like, it just, like, it was perfect. She, truly, you guys you guys nailed know. Yeah. That. Yeah.
2: And thank you. And she, she was incredible in, like, really checking in with me at every moment saying like hey are you okay with wearing this hey are you okay like if we put this on your finger and the whole time i was like yeah 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 but it was just great because she really wanted to make sure i was still myself and i wasn't like forcing anything or i didn't feel uncomfortable because at the end of the day she still knew that i was a guy and that i live in this world and society that the stuff isn't going to be looked at in certain ways and she wanted to make sure i was okay with it and i really appreciate her for that um but yeah i mean it turned out incredible. I was really happy with the outcome. And um, I didn't share with you guys all the photos because obviously we haven't finished everything, but like, I I think it's going to turn out really well in terms of how Caitlin captured it so beautifully and how she directed me so well. And I think also the jewelry that Lena's coming out with is really beautiful. And she's being more inclusive towards the male community, which I think is amazing um, because she's really pushing that kind of idea into healthcare. And, you know, I know she does jewelry and fashion stuff, but at the end of the day, V Coterie is based on healthcare professions. So, like, she's really inspiring us to see how we need to break that barrier with males and females and kind of put them together. And so all of her jewelry will be for both males and females. Like, there's no, like... Um, section on her tab to pick like which category it belongs to and oh, there was no cool. there was no piece I was wearing that was like just for men or just for women it was just mm-hmm. for everyone and I think mm-hmm. that was beautiful and yeah the Harry Styles I think it was just the perfect marriage of like his message and the timing of everything couldn't have been like I keep telling her it was kismet like I think all of this was just kismet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's like something I really believe in strongly like everything truly does happen for a reason and I think you know, Harry Styles being where he is at this point in the timeline is really great with what we're going through um, at the tipping point with fluidity and uh, gender neutralism, stuff like that. So, yeah, um, I appreciate you guys like bringing that up and talking about it because I'm really excited. And it was just a coincidence today that I shared that photo and like you guys wanted to do this podcast because, again, it was like Kismet. It was like really perfect timing <laughs> for that. So
0: The multiverse is aligning. So are you going to bring the
1: Harry Styles outfits all to the figs retreat? Um,
2: uh, <laughs> next week? I'd love to. I mean, I'm definitely going to wear one of them for this show. So I'll wear one for the Sweden show and maybe one for the Austin show. If you guys both come, I would love to host y'all and take y'all around Austin. So let me know. But We
0: do need to do that.
2: Yeah.
1: That's true. Austin is on our list and y'all. Yeah. I mean,
2: and, and honestly, September, October is the great, perfect time. It is very hot. It's like kind of like the the time when a lot of stuff's happening, including ACL. So I'm assuming that's why he's yeah. coming too. So it'd be a good oh, time for you yeah. guys to come visit. So
0: well that'd be fun. Yeah. I love Austin awesome City Limits. Well, Hamza, I'm so grateful for you coming on the podcast and speaking into toxic masculinity and, and I'm just grateful for everything that you're doing to try and dismantle that. Just love you, man.
2: Thank you. And I just wanna say one last thing for guys if you're listening like if you haven't gone to therapy yet or haven't seen a therapist yet and you just need a sign like here's a guy telling another guy like just try therapy out like i promise you you're not gonna regret it i had the same reservations and i think doing that is ultimately the thing that brought me out of that dark spot and i know it's cliche to hear but I don't know. I'm hoping that like just hearing one other guy say that one more time because some guys, unfortunately, I think let their ego get to them where they're tired of females telling them to go to therapy or they're tired of like their girlfriends telling them to go to therapy. Um, but I can tell you as somebody that's like gone through it and survived it and thrived from it, it's uh, it's amazing. And I can't talk enough about it. And I still think it's incredible how guys aren't showing off that they go to therapy because I can personally tell you as a guy – that girls love it and I <laughs> I can vouch for that. And so hopefully if that's something that really like pushes you guys to do it, I hope it helps because like mental health is not a joke. And I genuinely hope it inspires some people here.
1: Well, I'm sure it will. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable. We will be sure to link all the photos so everyone can see exactly what we're talking about because our descriptions will not do the photos justice. Mm -mm. And just real quick, where can people find you since we're talking about all these elaborate Instagram photos?
2: Um, well, I don't have any other social media account except Instagram. So you can find me at Instagram. It's Mogaj. You'll always see me commenting on these two girls' photos. <laughs>
1: on so
2: just find me on there. Our number one
1: person. It's true. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: You can just find me on there. But um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. And thank you guys for having me. You guys are both incredible. <laughs> and I'm really honored to be on this podcast.
0: guys you know sometimes outros can be really difficult and I know (laughs) yeah we're keeping this we're keeping this part in you know when I when I came back into my senses um because you know what I don't know if y'all have checked out yet or not but um please follow our dear friend Hamza he's on Instagram at M-O-G-A J as always please make sure to um listen to our episodes follow along rate review
1: comment share the
0: episodes yeah leave us a review leave us uh you know we need some more of those those just help us you know climb the charts which means we can maybe get more downloads and you know with more downloads comes you know less money that jack and i have to pay out of our pockets to keep the podcast rolling so (laughs) but we do it because we love you. And on that note, I need to go to bed. Yes, it is past Danielle's bedtime, but clearly,
1: clearly. So, yes, on that note, Womad. Womad, out.